Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. Ilya Ischenko Leschinskel is now staying with his aunt in Southern California after the 14-year-old was sent away from his homeland by his mother. Prior to the Russian invasion, the family had been living in Kiev, the capital city of Ukraine. But when the bombardments began, they decided it was time to leave. Unfortunately, males age 8 to 60 have been banned from leaving the country. And so it was at first a question of whether anyone would go. And eventually they decided that everyone except the father would leave. But of course, the decision to leave is very different from the decision or the opportunity of having a place where you can go. And because there was no one place to send them all safely to, everyone wound up being scattered across the globe, essentially. Ilya's mother, grandmother, and little brother are in Berlin, Germany. His father, again, had to stay in Kiev, but his mom made a call to his aunt and said, take my son, I'm sending him on a bus to you from Ukraine to Southern California. And that's just one teenage boy's story. But according to the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, Filippo Grandi, more than one and a half million other children have stories like this. And of course, Ilya is one of the lucky ones. He has family in the United States, at least some place to go. Not everyone is nearly so lucky. What's the weirdest name of a person that you personally know? Rudolph? Leia? Michelob? Fettuccine? Well, a grandmother in the United Kingdom is facing a challenge. She loves her daughter. She loves her grandchild. She's just not on board with the name. You say, how bad could it be? Well, here you go. The name of the grandchild is Stormy Water. That's right, Stormy Water. Middle name, Cloud. Stormy Cloud Water. Now, first question you probably have is why? Why on earth would anybody name a child this? Are they meteorologists? Are they storm chasers? Weather fanatics? Do they live in Seattle? No, I already told you they live in Great Britain. Well, the couple have explained themselves, and they've given a story behind the name for their child. They say, Stormy represents their life before they met. Water is the continuity and infinity of their love for each other, and Cloud was the silver lining when they realized they were expecting. If you hold on for just a second, I think I might have thrown up just a little bit inside my mouth. In any case, the grandmother is having a real challenge because obviously she loves the grandchild and she wants to be around it and hold it and love it and all that stuff, but she finds that she just can't bring herself to stay. Oh, dear little stormy cloud water. So she's using... Euphemism, substitutes, the baby, little one, my darling, and the kids are noticing. And so it's starting to have a problem where they're asking, why aren't you using the name? And her answer is, I don't want to say. So she took to the internet, naturally, the place of all wisdom. And on a website entitled Mumsnet, she got responses. Responses like, it'd be cruel not to use the baby's name. They obviously love it or they wouldn't have chosen it. Or, stop making this about you and call it by its name. Or... It's their baby and their choice. Maybe you could come up with a nickname. Droplet? Rain puddle? 
Anyway, obviously, as the internet often does, it was completely useless in solving the problem. But there was one kind of interesting note here. Over the last 20 years or so, according to Laura Wattenberg, the founder of Baby Name Wizard, a website where moms and dads go for looking for the bright baby name, the practice of naming kids has really changed over the last 20 years or so. It used to be you'd pick a name to fit in or a family name, a traditional name, something like that. Now we all go online, we all create these bizarre and strange Twitter handles and video game usernames. We've gotten into the habit of being unique, being different, standing out, almost wanting to be searchable on Google. In fact, some parents go out of their way to pick a name that they try to Google and can't find anybody like that. So it's kind of yet another thing the internet has ruined. But obviously giving a kid a name that they're going to hate or have to carry around with them through all of school is a bit of a challenge. I know when we were naming our kids, we had several very simple rules. First of all, it had to not rhyme with anything horrible. That disqualifies a lot of names. Second, you needed to be able to yell it in anger at a distance, clearly. Third, it's got to be able to roll off the tongue like an insult, you know, with syncopation. And finally, I have to know now whether there will be any infamous criminals with that same name 20 years in the future. Some of these are easier to solve than others. Oh, so back to our stormy cloud water case. By the way, you might have been thinking, that's not such a bad name for a girl. Oh, no, it's a boy. (laughs) It's definitely a boy. That makes it all the much better. So what was the final best piece of advice for this grandmother? Look, he's going to be known as Storm. In the grand scheme of things, that's not so bad. Besides, if he really hates it, when he grows up, he'll change it for himself. Which does lead to a theory. Maybe what you do is you give a kid a name they hate so much that that forces them to grow up and change it to something they can actually relate to and identify with and adopt. I'm not recommending this course of action. I'm just saying maybe that'll be the silver lining to this cloud. And finally... What exactly is going on inside of your dog's brain when they're sleeping? Or to put it another way, do dogs dream? According to the National Sleep Foundation, dogs spend about half their day or more in a state of rest. For those of you who are sleep-deprived, just let that sink in for a moment. Of course, the question is, are they dreaming when they seem to be a little bit happy? Or when they seem to be a little bit scared, are they experiencing the same kinds of things that humans experience when we dream? Dr. Jerry Klein, chief veterinary officer at the AKC, says it's impossible to know. Can't tell. Zazie Todd, author of the book WAG, The Science of Making Your Dog Happy, says, on the contrary, we can make a pretty good guess. Most dreams happen during REM sleep, and it's probably the same for dogs because we see them engaging in REM sleep. In fact, the evidence does seem to indicate that dogs put a fairly high percentage of their sleep time into REM sleep and also a fairly high percentage of time into deep stage non-REM sleep called slow wave sleep both of which are dream states. But do we have any way of knowing what they're dreaming about during those phases? There's actually kind of a weird, a little bit disturbing experiment that was done in the 60s. A French scientist took a cat and removed the part of the brain that when you're in REM sleep paralyzes your muscles so that you don't behave out the actions in your dream. It's what we all do. So they took that part out and watched the cat stalk and catch a mouse, physically moving through the living room the way they would any other ordinary time, indicating that probably that muscle paralysis portion of our brain serves a pretty important function to keep us from behaving out the things that we see in our dreams. There's also been a study in 2020 by the National Library of Medicine at the National Institute of Health that says the electrical cycles of our brains, dogs and humans are very similar which means that probably what we're doing when we're sleeping is probably what our dogs are doing when they're sleeping, which is thinking of good things, you know, doggy treats, going for a W, we don't say walk in our house, and uh, finding a nice encouraging fire hydrant. 
But what about the other side? What about the negative stuff? You know, the whimpering or the shivering or the shakes that dogs all experience at one time or another. Again, taking for granted that we can't know for sure, it certainly seems like they're experiencing doggy mares or some kind of a negative event. And if that's true, they're probably serving the same sort of function for the dog's mind that they serve for our mind, processing difficult things or, you know, working out a trauma or whatever psychology is saying these days about that stuff. And one expert at least says that it's a bad idea to wake your dog up during a doggy mare just the same way you don't want to disturb a person because it can be startling and upsetting. And that can be even more traumatic than just kind of living through the fake event. But I have been thinking about this, and I have an idea. Of course, we can't know for sure what a doggy mare is, but given the fact that one of the most terrifying dreams people ever have is finding ourselves embarrassed to be naked in some public setting, I think maybe something like that is going on with dogs. I mean, obviously the dog doesn't find nudity shameful, but based on some of the ways dog owners dress their pets, I suspect that when dogs are shaking with terror, it's because they're having a nightmare about being fully clothed in public in front of their friends who are barking very sarcastically at them and promising to post photos on Puppygram. That's it for the daily break. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup, and consider subscribing to our digital and print editions of Newsweek if you haven't already. Also, I wouldn't mind if you'd hit that five-star rating. That proves to our parents that we all made good life choices, and I appreciate that. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. Newsweek.